are in Ukraine, COVID, the Biden presidency, and the elections. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. At 106, good afternoon. You're listening to The John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at our website, dePietro.com. Folks, right now it's 106. On this uh, Wednesday, October 26th, we are going to be tracking the movements, the first lady coming into town, Jill Biden. Just if anything, for just expect some uh, <clears throat> traffic delays on the roads. That's This is where they, you know, they'll hold the traffic on 95 Secret Service. So if anything, uh, just for that element alone, you want to be cautious. And if you're going to be anywhere around, I would avoid... Anywhere where she's going to be just because there's all kinds of detours and secret services is out in force. But one area that you don't have to worry about is the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Road in Lincoln. Stop in and see them at the Lodge. Whether it's inside, they have the full bar, large dining area. There's always a good game on in the, in the, the bar area. Nice crowd, plus they have the outside deck as the weather should be clear over the next couple of days. The Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. So as I mentioned, that was um, that was something last night. We're going to speak with Richard Fossa, who was the mayor of North Providence. He spoke last night. He was heading the Democrats for Ashley. He spoke at this Ashley Kalis rally, and we're going to talk to him coming up. At 120. So there's some new polling numbers at Channel 12 that they are reporting on. Now, they're, they're not their numbers, but they do have some new polling numbers that touch on the governor's race and that also touch on that CD2 Fung against Seth Magazine race. So I believe they had Ted Nisi on, and I want to just uh, play a little bit. They just uh, posted this a short time ago, and... This is uh, pretty significant because Ted is good at reading through what the poll really says. So let me play this just um, a little bit. Okay. Election headquarters tracking the big races with just two weeks left before Election Day. Yeah, we heard earlier in the show from Republican Alan Fung, the front runner in Rhode Island's hotly contested second congressional district race. And for a closer look at that contest, we're joined live at four by 12 News Politics editor Ted Nisi, who, of course, is tracking every twist and turn. Every twist, every turn. <laughs> so, Ted, Rhode Island hasn't seen a race this competitive mm. and this closely watched nationally in a long time. Yeah, Kim, I just counted it up. We have seen four new TV commercials released since this morning in the second district race. One of those ads, a new spot from the man you interviewed earlier, Alan Fung. Here's how that one begins. Pronouns many things. Coffee milk, awful awfuls. What about the chowder? Yes. And some larger than life personalities. But it's much more than that. But Alan is about amazing people. But too many are hurting, paying more, and earning less. Struggling. You hear there, Fung is staying focused on the economy and his Rhode Island bona fides and his message, staying away from the national Republican brand. And so far, that's put him on top in the polls. Meanwhile, Democratic nominee Seth Magaziner released his own new ad today, shifting his message away from abortion and House GOP leadership to also talk about the economy. We need leaders in Washington who are prepared to fight for working people. The big oil companies, the drug companies, the health insurance companies are making billions of dollars of profits while they overcharge people. How do they get away with it? It's because there are a lot of politicians that they have in their pockets. I don't want their 
Some Democrats have told me they're increasingly nervous that the attacks on Fung from the, their party have been falling flat, and they hope a new message could shift things. And just to give you a sense of how intense this race has gotten, I obtained a report this morning showing that the two parties have now committed more than $8 million in advertising wow. to this one race in Rhode Island. It's not something we see in Rhode Island elections no. normally there. So meanwhile, yesterday, you were catching up on another big race in Southern New England. Yes, that's right. I was over in Taunton yesterday afternoon to meet up with Democratic nominee for Massachusetts Governor Mara Healy. She was campaigning for Taunton State Rep Carol Doherty and Bristol County Sheriff candidate Paul Harrow. I just think about it as the whole ticket. I mean, that's the way we run our campaign. It's, it's my style generally. And, you know, I know that for me to be successful as governor, and I hope to be elected governor, we're going to need strong partners across government. Healy faces Republican Jeff Deal in next month's gubernatorial election. Polls show she has a wide lead in that race. All right, 12 News Politics Editor Ted Nisi. I'm sure we will be seeing you a lot here on 12 News at 4. <laughs> All right, so folks, there you go. That is... Um, interesting about how much is coming in on this race. Now, I want to play just a little bit since it's my show and we're going to talk to the mayor of um, former mayor, I should say, Richard Fossa, coming up in in just a little bit. But I want to play some of that debate last night of Dr. Raz and Fetterman, just so you can hear how much First of all, they they ran a really good debate. The two people that were moderating the debate ran a very good debate. And I want you to hear just the, um, it moves really quickly and how well they uh, did. Hold on. All right, hold on. I I know I I had it because I was, uh, I watched the debate on, I watched the full thing. Okay, I think this is it. Yeah, here we go. This should be exactly what I'm looking for. And it's interesting how this whole thing is broken down. Wage in Pennsylvania is too low, but disagreed on how to increase oh, wages. Still not it. All right. All right. Let me uh, come back then. I don't know why. I should have saved that. That's a recap. And, and Fetterman just came out of the box of... I mean, it was, it was, um, the guy clearly should not be running. Boy, the final debates between, the final debates between Kalis and McKee, if it happens, and Fung and Magaziner are going to be very consequential. They, they truly are. And the, the, it's really the future of, the future of the state is really riding on this. I want to say play. Oh, this was good. So Chris Cuomo has a new show on News Nation, and he had a focus group in Philadelphia we about reacting to the debate. And independent, all of whom were undecided before this debate, and they're very happy with themselves. And I am happy to have them here. Let's start with Juliana. Juliana, do you hear me? Oh, God. Hi, my name is Juliana. Um, I am a 
conservative undergraduate student, and I previously came into this very undecided um, due to the issue of abortion rights. A major concern for me is the sanctity of human life, and I do believe that conception starts at, um, or that life starts at conception. Um, I do also want the least amount of government federal intervention in our public and private affairs as possible, um, but I also do believe that Oz is not mitigating the rights or beliefs of either side based on his opinion um, in the debate. So I believe that if people want um, to, ha to have the right to choose, I think that should apply to every opinion, um, regardless of if they agree with it or if they do not agree with it. So who are you voting Thank for? You. Thank you. I'm voting for us. Okay, and it doesn't bother you. Um, Juliana, just a quick follow, and then we'll go to somebody else. Uh, does it bother you that he's changed his opinion? Yeah. That when he first started talking about reproductive rights, he talked about all the horrible outcomes that he had seen and how important it is that women have uh, access to care and to be able to make these choices, and that as he's become more political, he's moved farther and farther to the right with where he is now. Does that bother you or make you question uh, the integrity of the position? Honestly, it does not bother me. I think that everyone should be able to shift their opinion as new knowledge comes out and as they listen to other people. I mean, I've listened to both perspectives, and I agree with both of them um, to an extent. So, you know, it's a difficult decision either way. And, you know, as a politician, of course, that's going to happen. But, um, no, I, I do believe that as information comes out, he should be able to and probably should shift his opinion. Hmm. Thank you. Good argument. Appreciate you. Yeah, it's uh, a human way. It is. It really is. Next voter is Nadja. Nadja, can you hear me? Yes. <laughs> How are you doing? So my Tell name me is about Nadia, yourself. <laughs> I'm a Democrat. I'm a mom Some of, of three. Delay. Um, I have a podcast, <laughs> and um, <laughs> yeah, I'm here. <laughs> All right. So, uh, what do you think now after the debate? Oh boy. Listen to this. I'm definitely, I'm definitely erring on the side of Fetterman. Um, I thought it was really brave of him to come out there dealing with what he's dealing with. My grandma had two strokes, um, and she can still make amazing mac and cheese. Um, I think it's important that we see people in their human state. It is the, That is the human way, is to have struggles, your own struggles. So um, I really felt what he was going through, and I, um, I just I felt like that was probably the best choice for me. Wow. You believe what is in his head it was. And, and in his heart is intact. No. And the way he was speaking is just a function of what he's dealing with, and that's acceptable to you. Oh, yes, because there's therapy. Lots of it. <laughs> All right. She's in the minority. Thank you so much. Hey, thank you for watching. People do Please not go feel to newsnationnow.com. NewsNationNow.com. All right, that is not how. I'll be quiet. So there's where Cuomo is. That is not where most people are with that debate in any way that took place. And folks, this is monumental as far as if the if Dr. Oz can win that, it shifts because they're going to take the House. Now the big question is: Are they going to take the Senate? Are they going to take the, the Senate? Let me see this interesting point by GOP National Committee, New York Times. Their messaging hasn't sealed the deal. In a blue state where you hear no stories of anyone getting prepared for getting an abortion, it just doesn't play. Okay, so that's, that's a, a story that had been in the New York Times. Um, I, I'm not convinced Ashley Kalis should yet be going for the... 
the final, you know, here's my final message story. I still think they have some work to do to go after Governor McKee. So, but, you know, it's their decision. Listen to, um, folks, this is President Biden a little bit earlier. I think I go day after tomorrow, the day after tomorrow. I'm going to be investing $100 billion. I think I go day after tomorrow, the day after tomorrow. I'm going to be investing a hundred billion dollars. I think I go day after tomorrow, the day after tomorrow. <laughs> Here's uh, President Biden. Anyway, I'm optimistic. It's going to take some time. So anyway, I'm optimistic. It's going to take some time, and uh, I appreciate the frustration of the American people. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> what does that even mean? I appreciate the frustration of the American people. Ah, here was, um, I don't know why, this was someone that watched the whole debate from last night. And the guy, that Fetterman, all right, this is, I think, a good, this is uh, some good clips of uh, this Fetterman last night. Here's what I think we have to fight about inflation here right now. That's what we need to fight about inflation. We also be able to make more in Pennsylvania. When he had a choice to make his merchandise, the Oz label is on. He made it all in China. And how can a man, you know, with with you know ten gigantic mansions, you know, has uh, and willing to talk about a, a willing wage? Now we we all have to make sure that everyone that works is able to. That's that's the most American bargain. And I believe they haven't have any businesses being being. Uh, he doesn't want to talk about having somebody having a living wage and having somebody able to survive. Roe v. Wade for me is should be the law. What I support, I support on Roe v. Wade. And I always believe that the believes women and their doctors. I believe that it... it ble- I, I think that race, again folks, at 119, good afternoon. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. I, I think um, I, I think Oz wins that race now. They are dead even. This will be an incredible win if they can pull it off. It's funny when you hear someone who is a Democrat who then says, oh, yeah, you know, this like that girl sounded that woman. Oh, this therapy, therapy. It's a six-year term for the Senate. I mean, there's no one. The, the, another race to watch is the governor of New York, Representative Lee Zeldin. Against that's the woman that took over for Governor Cuomo. He is coming on strong. New York Times, Fetterman showing stroke effects, battles Oz and Senate debate. John Fetterman tried to assure voters of his fitness. It, it didn't happen. The guy is not ready. He cannot be in the Senate. Now, closer to home, I think Governor McKee right now, he's feeling pretty confident. And if if Ashley Kalis is going to do it, last night, that was good. We're going to talk with former mayor of North Providence, Richard Foster, coming up in just a moment. But they started last night, Democrats for Ashley. I have some photos and video of it on the website, depetro.com. They need to turn the tide. She needs to get people to feel that there is an option. I still think there's still a number of people. She's made great strides. 
but there's still a number of people that just don't know that much about her. And they're not sure who she is. All they hear is she's from out of town. So the question is, between now and Election Day, can she close the gap? She's met a lot of people. She has swayed a lot of people. She needs to keep swaying people. And some of these people that are now advocating for her need to try to help her thread the needle on this, so to speak. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show is brought by Competition Shooting Supplies, firearms, accessories, arms for all skill levels. He is my gun guy, John Francis, 435 Benefit Street in Pawtucket. You take exit 2A. Damn right. Um, the last exit in Rhode Island, you're going to drive past the Attleboro train station. And then right at the intersection, Newport Avenue and Benefit Street, hang the left. You're at Competition Shooting Supplies, 435 Benefit Street in Pawtucket. All right, let's see. I think we're going to bring on. And, and also, I want to point out about Competition Shooting Supplies. Another aspect of that with competition is if you have some firearms you want to sell, uh, you can either sell them outright to John Francis and or you could sell them on consignment. But whatever it may be, more people are saying, you know what, I think the way crime seems to be getting worse, I want to protect myself, at least protect yourself in your home, buy, sell, and trade guns, competition, shooting supplies. And John Francis is so knowledgeable. We check in with him usually on Fridays. Stop in and see him. All right. I think we're going to reach uh, Richard Fossa, Dick Fossa, former, the former mayor of North Providence, who was uh, very effective last night, very effective for Democrats for Ashley. And number one, he is someone who Folks, joining us on the line right now, he is the former mayor of North Providence. And boy, he lit up the crowd last night. It is the one and only Dick Fossa. Mr. Mayor, thank you for joining us this afternoon on the John DePietro Show. How you doing, John? Very well. Mr. Mayor, I want to start off. I thought you were terrific last night. You made a very compelling argument. And I think both you and former Speaker Matt Smith certainly made the case about the direction the Democrat Party in Rhode Island and the McKee administration have gone. Well, I hope we did. We we attempted to do that, and uh, hopefully we got the message across and got the message across to some of our friends and old constituents and stuff, you know, our family. What of um, some of the things you mentioned, what, when was it, or just some of the actions that you said, you know, maybe it's time, because you mentioned you did this in 2002 and you were successful oh, in yeah, getting that. 2002, 2003, uh, during the Kachiri administration, prior to him becoming, uh, we uh, there were you know there were a few people that were in the race that I, actually the mayor and I didn't have uh, that much confidence in, and uh, someone called us and I don't recall who it was and oh you know we're forming this uh, Democrats for Kachiri and that's when that happened. Uh, so that that was about two thousand three, two thousand two, I guess. And, and, and we were very successful at that point. Yeah. Very much so. Yeah. And so it's, uh, and this basically happened. Uh, like I said, there's mixed feelings out there with people. So, uh, like I said, I, I, I think it's time for a fresh face. Yeah. Um, and again, Mr. Mayor, you, you've seen a lot of people over the years. Um, 
I think people have to, you have to look at the here and now. It's not a matter or reflection of where Governor Dan McKee was when he was mayor or when he was lieutenant governor. Right now, there's just no way to look at it other than he is completely aligned with the special interest. Oh, there's, there's no question he sold out to the union. Uh, I mean, he sold, I mean, he gave $3,000 bonuses to uh, the state employees because they came to work. Yeah. You know? And then you got people working in nursing homes, uh, orderlies, working in hospitals. They're just about making minimum wages. Nobody, they didn't get any 3000 I came to work every single day. Right. Uh, the people in this office came to work every single day. Yep. Uh, they didn't get 3000 no. I mean, You give $3,000 to uh, uh, a judge who's making 200000 a year with a lifetime guarantee on his job. Yes. I mean... Uh, that's just buying votes, you know what I mean, as far as I was concerned. No, you're exactly on the money. Folks, and again, I, go ahead, Mr. Mayor. And I, th- I think he's in over his head right now. I think yeah. uh, there's too many things happening. He's, I mean, he, he was in a uh, uh, debate and uh, Ashley asked him, uh, you all peeling the tolls, you know, the truck yeah. tolls? On what grounds? Right. Well, I don't know. I'm talking about but what, what grounds. Well, he doesn't even know what he's appealing. Uh, no. So you're going to appeal on what he's going to do. If he wins the appeal, he's going to keep the gantries up. And, and But the only thing is, you'll, you'll, have, you'll definitely want to wind up having uh, tolls on cars also. That's right. Again, folks, yeah. we're speaking with former mayor of North Providence, Dick Foster. And, and Mr. Mayor, what's the sense you get in North Providence? Because I view North Providence as one of those swing communities and towns. If, if Ashley Kalis can do well in North Providence... That 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 bodes well for her, and I I think I think you're right, and, and I mean even if she comes close, it would be good, you yeah. know. Uh, so uh, and I listen, I, you know, a lot of people are afraid to in a town like that we're in. There are a lot. They're like frightened to uh, express what their feelings are, and uh, because it's a small town, you know, we're right. five square miles. Yes, and but I, I have a lot of people whisper to me. <laughs> Unfortunately, but uh, uh, no one's going to get assassinated. No, I understand. (laughs) Folks, again, we're speaking with Mayor Foster. And Mayor Foster, here's the thing about the Democrat Party is, I mean, it's just going so far left in the progressives. And that, I think, you know, as Matt Smith told the the famous line from Ronald Reagan, I didn't leave the party. The party left me. Well, listen, I'm not leaving the party. Right. But I'm, I'm not. I didn't take a vow to to vote for every single Democrat either. Right, right. You know, so when I see something like I only met uh, Ashley two months ago. Yep. I was impressed from the first time I met her. Yes. I believe she's on another radio station right now, and and I, I I'm amazed when I speak to her. I mean, she just keeps rattling on. She hardly ever makes a note. Right. You know, and uh, she's so a quick study. Oh, no, no. I mean, you ask a question, even if you ask a gotcha question, she starts to answer it right away. Sure. Yeah, but the, so I, I was impressed with her, and I, yep. I think she's going to do well. But, uh, you know, the main thing is we're giving the people a choice. That's right. And we'll, and we'll see what happens. Right. And one thing I learned about politics is there's only two things going to happen. You win or you lose. That's right. You know? So, and if you're, you know, if you're a big boy... You could handle it, and if you are a little, you know, uh, 
is uh, to a point where you don't like to have criticism, but you better stay out of the game. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Folks, he is the former mayor of North Providence. It's Dick Foster. Mr. Mayor, it was great to see you last night. Keep up the good work, and we'll talk to you again. I'm going to do my best. All right, folks, there he is, Dick Fossa. He is still, by the way, right now at 129, he is still chief of staff to North Providence Mayor Charlie Lombardi. I want to point that out. He is still chief of staff to Charlie Lombardi. And yet, as he said, I didn't take a vow to vote for every Democrat. I think he framed it last night pretty well about the list of things about Governor McKee. And I'm going to play some of uh, last night. Our friend Shane from Senator Revival was also good. It was a little bit of a North Providence contingent last night. Folks, this portion of the program at 1.30 on the John DePietro Show. It's brought by It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. It's My Health, vitamins, herbal remedies from trusted companies, local products, ICE, honey, maple syrup, beef fresh gum. Marie has over 250 bulk herbs, teas and spices, hemp and CBD products, natural skin care, hair care products. They are located right on Menden Road, diagonally across from Davenport Restaurant. It's my health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Folks, good afternoon. It's John DePietro on this Wednesday. And let me just pull up. Last night, I was there. We covered it live. If you go to petro.com I give Ashley Kalis a lot of credit for what she was able to pull together. I haven't seen anything like that where they had um, a group of people come out, had a little bit of a Trump rally feel to it. I think this is uh, where Mayor Fawcett I feel very comfortable is uh, speaking last night, as a matter of fact. My brother, truck drivers. <laughs> I, I spent 36 years driving these vehicles. And, and I promise you I'm not going to talk like a truck driver. <laughs> but tonight, I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to be here with my colleagues in government and uh, all my friends and Ashley's friends and the Speaker of the House there for many years from uh, the town of North Providence also. That's Speaker Maddie Smith. I'll tell you a little bit about myself, but this is about uh, action. I'm the former mayor of the town of North Providence. I was a council member for 10 years. I was president of the council for eight of those 10 years. I was a member of the school committee for almost four years. I was the chairman of the school committee. I was the chairman of the North Providence Democratic Town Committee. All right, now this is Dick Foster from last night. Let me get into the part where he starts talking about why he's endorsing Ashley. He was effective. You know who else was effective, folks, last night is our friend Shane from Citadel Revival. And when he introduced Ashley, he gave a very rousing speech that got the crowd going. This is uh, Shane from Senadale Revival. I say that I'm a lifelong Rhode Islander, and we know we might be the smallest state in the union, but there's no question we have the biggest person. Many of us to continue to hear the message that Ashley brings forward. Personality is Ashley Kalis. Ashley's tough. Ashley's a fighter. 
She's tenacious. She has never stay quit attitude. And if anyone's watched her over the last year, her work ethic is second to none. She's been absolutely everywhere, every single event. Many people who seek this office, they sometimes attend these events. In and out, quick photo op, and see you later. Not Ashley. She makes her presence felt, and as the speaker pointed out, she treats everyone as if she's known you forever. These other elected officials, they don't really care. They don't really care what you have to say. They patronize you, and then they never serve. Ashley embodies everything about Ryland. And it's funny because you hear that I'm not from around here. Well, I'm going to tell you, I've been here for 37 years. I was born and raised here. And if she's not from here, you could have fooled me. She has every quality and every characteristic of a true Rhode Islander. The days of poor policy, poor planning, wasteful spending in government, they must end. And we can no longer sit back and point fingers and talk about the problem. Everybody in this room can point at problems. We all have the ability to point at problems. Very few people possess the ability to solve problems. That's a good line. Not only can they come up with a solution, but have the ability to execute that solution. I spent time with Ashley. I've listened to Ashley. I've read her policies. And I'm going to tell you something. In a few moments, when she takes over this microphone, you'll see exactly what we've all been talking about. It's funny. Ashley doesn't need notes. She doesn't need her handlers, handlers to hand her anything because Ashley knows what she's talking about. Spend five minutes with her and you'll know. She's the real deal. <clears throat> Ashley's not only educated, she's intelligent. She's a problem solver. She's a worker. She's a fighter. She's what Rhode Island needs. I want to encourage every one of you tonight to pay attention and to listen and to understand exactly what this is about. This is about our future. This is about the people of Rhode Island making the best decision, not only for today, but for the future. And as a father of two young girls, the future is very important to me. And I want to hold on, and I want to make sure that I stay bright, and I want to hold on to the concept of not only in this country, but in this state, our brighter days are still ahead. Boy, nobody believes that with the truth. We cannot allow this woke, far-left, progressive movement yep. to destroy our education system. Listen to the reaction. It's not education, it's indoctrination. Listen to the reaction. Control the way you live. Tolls, taxes, fees. Everywhere we turn, they're in our pocket. They're in your pocket every single day to never give you anything in return. I'm going to finish with this. There's a lot that's been made about Ashley's candidacy. People want to question about motives. Let me tell you why someone has the motivation to do this. When you show up in a place, you walk in a room and you identify a problem. And I feel like I said before, everyone can recognize the problem. But there's two things that you can do when you identify a problem. You can look at it and say, hey, look, there's a problem. And the guy next to you goes, yeah, no kidding. We all know that's the problem. Or you decide that you're going to step up to the plate and you're going to provide the solution to that problem. That's what Ashley's done. That's what Ashley's going to do as governor. She stepped up and said, you know something? I have the intelligence. I have the education. I have the intestinal fortitude, and I'm going to go fix the problem. 
She has put her money where her mouth is, figuratively and literally. She came to Rhode Island. She decided this is what she wants. This is where she wants to be for her home. She's going to raise her family. Again, folks, that was last night. Good afternoon at 137. That was uh, Democrats for Ashley Kalis last night. That was our friend Shane from Senator Revival, right across from North Providence Town Hall speaking. You know, I'm looking at the Wall Street Journal editorial, and it was yesterday. Is the Fetimanaz debate too late? Almost half of mail ballots in Pennsylvania have already been cast. Now, this was written, by the way, yesterday, meaning this, you know, what I meant was it was published yesterday. Today is the 26th. Yesterday is the 25th. <clears throat> Voters in Pennsylvania finally got a debate between the Senate candidates. Wait a minute, it says it was, yeah, it says it was published yesterday. Um, he's still recovering from the stroke. Half of the mail ballots requested have already been cast and returned. As of two, Tuesday, two weeks before what used to be quaintly called Election Day, officials in Pennsylvania received 635,000 mail votes out of 1,300,000 that voters originally requested. That's 48%. Given the delay between a voter's mailbox and the local election office, the true figure is certainly higher. Most people continue to vote on Election Day. But the, but the data, they are not exactly comforting. About 5 million people voted in Pennsylvania 2018 Senate race. Assuming this year's final turnout ends up being similar, though, roughly 10% of the vote could already be cast from Mr. Fetterman or Mr. Oz before the public's even a chance to see them mix it up on TV. And we know how that went last night. The stubborn partisan split won't help either. Of those recent mail votes, 73% are registered as Democrats, 19% as Republicans. Given how slow they are counting ballots, state could produce a repeat of the 2020. On election night, Oz could have a nice lead, which might be whittled into nothingness as mail ballots slowly counted in the ensuing days. Who wants to bet whether President Trump will urge Oz to claim a premature victory? These are national trends that get practically no attention, but they should. So far this year, 9 million people have voted. 258,000 in Wisconsin, 700,000 in Michigan, 312,000 in Arizona. North Carolina began sending mail ballots to voters in early September. While providing no way for people to change their minds after the ballots are returned. By the way, the first week of early voting in Georgia produced record turnout numbers, with some days even beating 2020, which was a presidential year. Remember when Biden, President Biden said the state's new voting laws make Jim Crow look like Jim Eagle? What a wild time to be alive. You know, they are exactly right. That's what we heard. And this is the argument, by the way, that I was trying to say. I I think there's several reasons to question all of these, this early voting. And one of the things is, look at, and I think more should be made of it, but the Democrat primary of this year. Folks, Helena Folks, former CEO of CVS, she won on primary day. She beat Dan McKee at the ballot box. But she lost because of all those mail ballots that were put in early. 
Now, what if someone had maybe changed their mind or wanted to change their mind? I think it's wrong. In this business, you know, all of this early voting, it, let's face it, it, it actually helps the better known name. It helps the Democrat Party. It helps the incumbent. How many people last night watched that debate of Oz and Fetterman in Pennsylvania and then afterwards said, you know, oh, my God, I can't believe I voted for that guy Fetterman. He can't be, you know, he can't serve in the Senate. The stopping and starting and just the way he the way he spoke. And I mean, it was. As we've talked about, it was, and I, I talked about this and I played some sound in the first hour, it was uncomfortable to watch that someone was actually, you know, trying to go through something like that. That someone was actually saying, that, that, like, if you watch that debate, there's no way that guy's ready to go and serve six years in the Senate. It's not happening. But look at how many people have already voted early on that. And then they can't, can't change it. Can't change the, the ballot. So this, this whole business, I, I, I still can't figure out who is this supposed to be enabling. It's not enabling the public. I mean, do you really need that much early time to vote? For the primary that we just had. You didn't have like record breaking numbers. You don't have these huge numbers of individuals saying in fact that oh, thank God that they have the early the early voting. That way I got to vote. You don't you don't hear anything like that. It's it's just all done for ballot harvesting in the campaigns. And I mean that's that's really who benefits from the whole thing. I can't get over how Fetterman, the lieutenant governor, started that debate last night. Now, also, uh, Ashley Kalis was good last night, and I give her a lot of credit. She is running her and her team. They're, they're nice individuals. They're, they're trying. They're running a, a, a very spirited, serious campaign. But she is up against a real machine. This is this is her from last night. I want to truly thank our speakers tonight for their commitment to this cause. This is the Democrats for Ashley rally. Mayor Fossa, thank you for your support, your wisdom, and guidance. She's very gracious. He's such a good guy. In addition to those, uh, we will, we will, we will take the gantries down. That will happen. You know that that's next. But in addition to those who spoke, I'd like to thank other members of the coalition that are here tonight or who could not make it. I know. I know. And I'll talk about it. I'm going to get there. We will. We will do that. But I want to. I want to thank those who have typically only been involved in Democratic politics. Ron Bacala, 
Kathleen Osler, I'm going to go through it. I, I hope I don't mispronounce things. You just my first name. My, my very last name is very hard. Um, Frank DeMeo, Don McCaffrey, Steve Filiporcio, Joanne Janine, who's in Florida. I just called her. <laughs> she, she says hello. Peter and Steve Macchione. Where's Steve? I saw him a moment ago, but thank you. These are individuals who have been, um, who stood up. And it means so much to me that those who've been willing to, self, to put themselves out there in this time of great political divide. It takes a great deal of courage to stand up to the establishment here in Rhode Island, and your bravery is commended. That's true. It is necessary for change. You've had my back, and I will always have yours. earlier this month, I was uh, truly shocked at, at how uninformed he is. Now I know, uh, yeah, well now I know why Gina didn't talk to him for two years. Listen. Um, it's how little he knows about the policies that he claims to champion. It is clear to me he is about self-service, not public service. different type of governor. Someone who cares more about getting things done than making a point. Someone who rolls up her sleeves and does the hard work to get Rhode Island back on track. My plan starts with our broken education system because great because education is the great equalizer. It is what allows you to access opportunity. My administration will fight to make sure that education is a constitutional right. We will pay our teachers more, have universal pre-K, invest in technical education, rework our funding formula to ensure the community... All right, folks, that is just a uh, small snippet of... That was Ashley Kalis last night at this rally. Democrats for Ashley Kalis took place. And, um, you know, as I've been saying, I give her a lot of credit. It's not easy. We, um, we're going to see whether or not they can actually close. And she needs, I'm going to tell you right now, she needs to gain some ground. We want to be optimistic and realistic about it. But the biggest thing is we have to be realistic. She needs to try to gain some ground. And looking at the calendar, it, it does seem to be a single-digit race. So she has made it closer, but the undecided number has gotten smaller. 
with the undecided number smaller, she needs to flip some of those McKee votes and flip them. Now, she has the time. There's definitely time. Today, I'm not going to count today because the First Lady Jill Biden coming to Rhode Island kind of acts as almost like a news blackout a little bit. So, and then she does have the remaining part of this week, the weekend, and then next week. Next week, she's scheduled to have two debates against Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee. I believe she needs something to flip this race. She can't just go into close mode. She can't just go into, you, you, I believe, you got to leave it all on the table. You got to leave it all out there. And I, it, it's not there yet. She needs, I think, to really, the McKee people, and they may not. But she needs like a hurricane to hit his campaign. She needs something. And I don't know what it's going to be. And it's not easy to do, by the way. It's not easy. I I was speaking with a number of people last night at this. And some were saying, I'm not convinced she needs the media. There's a difference when the free media, when it becomes the lead story, when it's headlines, when I know she's meeting a lot of people and I know she's out there. But the, the momentum thing is real. Governor McKee, without question, is trying to run out the clock. He's looking at this. And he is counting down the days. You know, he'll get through. Today's a positive. He's got the first lady in, Jill Biden. Then all of a sudden, all he has to do is get through tomorrow. And then suddenly it's Friday and he's made it to the weekend. And then it's the final full week of the campaign. Finish strong, and on the seventh, he's going to feel he's in a good position. That's where they're going right now. So the election is less than two weeks away. But I believe over the next seven days, and I don't know what it is, but she, the Kalis campaign, they need something that is going to take hold in the media, is going to cause the McKee people to react. And try to really shift the momentum. Seven points is a lot to try to gain ground on in the final. The final, uh, you're going to be coming down to the final 12 to 10 days of the campaign. That's a lot of ground to try to make up. She needs to go up, but she needs him to come down. If the race were to end today, and it's not, but if the race ended today... Wednesday the 26th, Dan McKee wins four years as governor. Not there yet, though. We'll see what they do. We'll see where their strategy comes in. They need what they also really could use is if there's a way they could get this closer. And at the very end, the Republican National Governors Association comes in and drops some money. Much the way, I mean, what is so remarkable at 153 on this Wednesday <laughs> is that Alan Fung, according to Ted Nisi of Channel 12, has outspent Seth Magaziner. I mean, I, I, that is unprecedented. Unprecedented. When is the last time in a congressional campaign in Rhode Island the Republican has outspent the Democrat? 
Now, Magazina, they're not done yet. I mean, they are so not done yet. They're going to fight this to the end. And it's close. It's close. They have the machine. They have the power of the White House coming in. They're going to try to get everybody in line. It's this close. And the Magazina people are going to try to eke it over the finish line. A win would be a win. 51-49 would be a win and he goes to Congress. So that is a battle. But on the other side, the good news for Mayor Fung is he's an experienced candidate. I think the momentum is with him. Magaziner is seen as an outsider in CD2. The people of Congressional District 2, I hear this a lot. Mayor Fung is one of us. I think that's, you know, whether or not that's organic or created as a tagline from the Fung campaign. As Dan McGowan said earlier from the Boston Globe, Mayor Fung win or lose remains very authentic in this campaign. He's either going to win it being Alan Fung or he's going to lose it being Alan Fung. Mayor Fung's political career in Congress is about to either begin or it's going to end. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro show, I'm also seeing that uh, Coach Bill Belichick had a pretty interesting, put it mildly, press briefing today. (laughs) We're taking it a day at a time. Who's going to be the starting quarterback against the Jets? We're going to see. I mean, he. this is not the situation he wants. But, folks, it's parked by the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. Right now, if you're on 146, boom, take the Breakneck Hill Road exit, pull up to the Lodge, and a feast is waiting for you. Great food, great drinks. They're waiting for you at the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. So it's probably not going to affect a lot of people. But the First Lady coming in is definitely going to affect some of the roads with road closures with um, the First Lady and the Secret Service making their way around. People can just plan accordingly. I um, Let's see. I just want to see if... Um, how about that guy that drove the, the Dollar Tree employee, crashed that car through the store, held without bail? Didn't I read he had been fired the day before? A man accused of driving the stolen car. Former employee was held without bail. The area is in court. Scott Stern, 49 years old. Dollar Tree in Woonsocket. He, um... I think it's, um... Well, I guess he is accused. All right, so there he is. New charges related moment of crashing through caption on video he stole the vehicle officers arrived there was an active disturbance inside the store several patrons pointed out the defendant he had just been fired from Dollar Tree the day prior he was asked by his manager to return his keys defendant got out of the vehicle attempted to assault her and chased her around the store when a patron tried to assist her the patron was attacked taken to the ground and strangled whoa he was taken into custody He stole the car from his roommate after a domestic incident. The judge ordered a competency evaluation, holding him without bail, 
previous domestic violence charges for an alleged technical violation. City of Woonsocket is asking no contact with the victim, no trespass order at Dollar Tree. His next court appearance is November 9th. So, so there he is, Scott Stern. We need you to return the key. Here you go. Boom. Crashes through. Gets out, starts chasing the manager around the store like a maniac. You want me to return the key? He also stole the, stole the car from his roommate. It was pretty bad damage, though. Those Dollar Tree stores are everywhere, aren't they? Someone I know was giving directions, and they said, it's, it's over near the Dollar Tree store. I'm like, you know, that, that, that could be anywhere. <laughs> oh, is it over near the Dollar Tree store? Yeah, that, that, that really nails it down. That narrows it down. Oh, yeah, it's over near the Dollar Tree store. <laughs> How many are there? Uh, hmm. Let me see. Um, Rhode Island Department of Health. Boom, boom, boom. I think we'll see how it goes today. Was the talking point Bill had for today in the Patriots quarterback situation? I think. Um, I think at one fifty-eight. On this Wednesday, folks, good afternoon. Thank you for listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. I believe that an area that Ashley Kalis needs to go after is the McKee team. It's definitely been choppy waters for the McKee team. I think there's room to go after that and exploit it. We'll see if she does. We'll see if she does. We get the whole thing with McKee. She feels he's not up to the job. She feels he's incompetent. He's under an FBI probe. But he's still leading in the polls. I think spread it around. Go after his lieutenant governor. Go after some of his department heads. Spread around the team. All right, folks, we're going to be doing Facebook Live later. We're back on the radio tomorrow at 11. I want you to stay tuned for... The 2 o'clock news, stay dry, and remember, just try to avoid some of the roads in and around Providence. As First Lady Jill Biden is in town, that means uh, certain roads are closed, Secret Service in town, and so forth. Stay tuned for the 2 o'clock news. WNRI, Winsocket.